What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Big shout-out to all the listeners, especially you Patreon subscribers. As you notice, a new Patreon episode has dropped. It's me ranking my top five SNL movies of all time. Those are movies that are based on Saturday Night Live sketches. And I got to say, I thought there would be way more. There really hasn't been. There's been about a dozen or so. It's not. So picking five was kind of easy, actually. Picking four. There's four that stand out, if you ask me. And then one, you're like, all right, I'll throw that in there because I need fucking five. Can't make a top four. Kind of bullshit. That's malarkey, as they say, right? All right. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Should be listening to this on a Monday morning. I'm recording on Sunday evening. I've had a good uh, good couple days here. Fun night at the Laugh Factory Friday night. So what's up to the people I talked to at the show that came out? Uh, you guys were great. Great audiences on the 7.30 and the 9.30. 9.30 did a brand new joke. And goddamn it, I'm pumped about it. I am pumped about this joke. Maybe the second time I had done it. And it fucking crushed. It hit where it was supposed to hit. And you know what? I, I'll probably have an announcement pretty soon. In the fall, I'm picking a day. I'm getting logistics figured out. And sometime, I believe in September, I will be aiming to record our number four. Uh, I will not be doing it in the city of Chicago. It's the only hint I'll give you so far. I had done the previous three in Chicago. Now it's time to spread the wings a little bit. And do it somewhere different. So, yeah, I'm pumped about that. I'm drinking a Miller Lite right now. Uh, we're going back to the old Kilgallen's Pub days right now. For those of you who didn't listen way back when, this podcast has been going on for about four years now. I didn't celebrate the four-year anniversary because normally I'd, it started around St. Patrick's Day of 2018. I think maybe a day or so after. So I'd been doing an annual St. Patrick's Day show. This past St. Patrick's Day, I was in New York City. So it didn't make sense to do one. Also, I'm creeping up on 200 episodes. So when I get to episode 200, that'll be like a real fun shit show. Like I did for episode 100. I'll go live again. Think about bringing the live episodes back. So some fun shit's in the works. So thanks to everyone who's been following along. I am drinking a nice Miller Lite. It's not really spring weather in Chicago yet, but the calendar has turned to April. It is now April and I need, I need the weather. I need the weather to turn. Okay, it was snowing the other day here. It's just been gloomy and shitty. Baseball season, my favorite season, is upon us, and I need I need the nice weather. Okay, I want to be at a Cubs game this year and just sweating enough where you're drinking the beer because you're hot. It's not just because you want to get a little a little sloshed on a Tuesday afternoon. It's be, although they don't play fucking Tuesday afternoon games anymore, which pisses me off. You know, some things sometimes you ruin a good thing by changing it. You ever notice that sometimes people go, oh, we're going to do this now. And then you miss the old way. They used to play day games during the week. And it was fun because you'd get a nice daytime buzz. And now it's nighttime. Oh, so you could bring the whole family out. You know what's overrated? Bringing the whole family out. And I say this as a family man. I'm a big time family man. Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows that. But there is nothing more overrated than the oh, br- bring the whole family out. It'll be a fun. How about leave them? How about I need to go out by myself? Okay. How about we all need to become independent people and we're not just some fucking unit that hangs around with each other. All What are we a cult? We're families. We're not cults. I don't need, they don't need to be joined at my hip all the goddamn time. You know, I'm not saying you can't enjoy an afternoon of drinking with your family. You can, but this idea that like, 
Well, well, we don't have them during the day because it was school and the kids are in school. Well, you know what? Be a cool parent and tell your, your teacher, hey, the kid's got a dentist appointment I got to take him to. But then, you you know, the kid gets in the car and he's like, I fucking hate the dentist. And you're like, watch your goddamn mouth. You don't swear in front of your dad. And you're like, I'm sorry. I just really don't like the dentist. And then you go, hey, guess what, pal? I don't like the dentist either. And we're not going to that shit. And you fucking, you take a, a left turn and you're like, whoa, this isn't the way to the dentist. And you're like, you're goddamn right. This isn't the way to the dentist. We're going to the fucking Cubs game, son. We are going to Wrigley Field, and we are going to watch, hopefully not mediocre baseball, but it might be. Either way, let's do this. And then that's fun. But other times, it's like, hey, you go to school, you do your homework, daddy's got some things he's got to tend to. You, you know, you got your own mental health thing. See, old men didn't talk about mental health. The men from generations ago, they didn't talk about it, but they did, they did a, a you know, they worked on it. What do you think that was? What do you think that was them disappearing? What do you think golf was invented? Oh, four hours away. Now I bring this up too also because I, I heard someone say something like, oh, you know, I know being a parent's overrated and, and parents are full of shit. Whenever you ask them like if they could pick a day or do whatever for a day, they usually don't have their kids involved with them. And I'm like, yeah, because like being a parent is the best. I, I absolutely love it. It's amazing. It's I couldn't imagine my life without it. But when you ask someone, hey, pick like a dream day, like a day where you could do whatever you want, you're not going to do what you do every day, right? And I'm with my family every day. There are people out there who love their job. I love my job as a stand-up comedian. But if you gave me my dream day, it's probably not me doing a set. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, maybe I do like Chicago Theater, Madison Square Garden or something. But for the most part, I'm thinking, all right, here's what I want to do. I want to get a massage. I want to go mini golfing. I want to have a Cinnabon. I want, you know, you're, you're coming up with a fun list of shit to do that day. And it's all about you. So just because someone picks that doesn't mean they don't like being a parent. A fucking douchebag on Twitter was just like, see, see, uh, every, every dad and mom I know give them their dream day. It never involves taking their kids to the park. I'm like, yeah, because we do that on a fucking Tuesday. Why would your dream day be something you do all the time? I went to Chuck E. Cheese with my kids last week. Side note, Chuck E. Cheese, that place holds up shockingly good pizza i couldn't believe how good the pizza was i was in new york the week before on par on par the chuck e cheese in skokie illinois or niles they're two suburbs that kind of meet together so i don't know which one i was in the phenomenal charles you're killing it my man it's very fun they don't have like the ball pit anymore or, like the tubes that the kids run through but that's fine they didn't care they had all these other fun games you know they had, like little rides um what else they have like any games where they're shooting shit. The kids love that. You know, they don't need people being some ball pit where some kid takes a dump in the corner. And then like the workers, like I'm getting minimum wage. I'm not going to be diving in a ball pit looking for turds. This is not what I signed up for. So then when the boss goes, Hey, Jimmy, did you take care of the turds in the corner of the ball pit? He's going to, yeah, of course, boss. Come on. He doesn't take care of those turds though. And those turds create like a, it's own little life force. And then kids are diving in there and they're getting sick. And that's how, that's probably how the, the pandemic really started. It wasn't some dude in Wuhan eating a bat. There's a bunch of kids doing Scrooge McDuck dives into ball pits full of, you know, mutant turds because Jimmy couldn't be bothered. And I can't blame Jimmy. Imagine getting paid minimum wage, right? And, and they go, hey, go scoop up some turds out of a ball pit. <laughs> You'd be like, fuck your face, dude. I'm not doing that shit. I didn't sign up for this. Okay. I'm here for the discount on that awesome ass pizza and because the girl who gives who collects the tickets for the shitty prizes 
I got a thing for her too. Th- that's what Jimmy's thinking. But scooping turds out of ball pits, it's not what he signed up for. And you can't blame him. You can't. All right. A lot to talk about with you guys. I already did my whole episode about the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Don't care to talk about it anymore. You can go back and listen to last week's podcast if you're like, if you missed out on that. It's just, there's been some funny memes. I will respond to this thing a little bit. Some of the studios like Netflix and another studio have put like halts on a bunch of Will Smith projects. You know, I think that's overdoing it. Yeah. But I also think they're doing, they're, they're doing a timeout to see if this hurts his brand. Here's the thing about movie stars is these companies, your Netflixes, your Paramount studios, your universals, they book these, they give movie stars, you know, 20, $30 million, not just because they're great actors. Some of them aren't good actors, but because people go to see their movies, they're in demand right now. Even big Will Smith fans are kind of like, oh, fuck, man, that shit's embarrassing. I can't believe he did, that. he did that. So that's why they're like, let's do a timeout. Let's hold production. Let's see where the pendulum swings. Let's see when the dust settles, what people think about Will Smith a month or two from now. More than likely, people are going to be like, yeah, we still love Will, whatever. You know, was it a shit move? Yeah, it was a shit move. Will's apologize. You know, it's all going to... Obviously, as a comedian, I'm on Chris Rock's side. But as I mentioned on the last podcast, as someone who's lost his temper a lot, I could also, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people who's going to be holier than thou in regards to a Will Smith. It's just not how that works. So I bet you're going to hear all the things are going to go right back into production and all that kind of stuff. They're just, you know, they're, they're sticking their finger in the wind and seeing which way the wind's blowing. And right now the wind's not blowing favorably favorably fuck that word in will smith's direction it's just not so when other people start going off you're gonna you're gonna see people having their little hot takes left and right saying things like i don't get it they're gonna stop production on will smith film but jared leto who's a creep trying to bang 15 year olds he gets to do his movies look i'm not i don't know i gotta google this jared leto stuff apparently he's a bad dude the first people said he had a sex cult and i go well that's not against the law and the people bitching about Jared Leto having a sex cult sounds like they're jealous. Uh, unless it's a cult where people are being held against their own will. Is that part of the definition of a cult? I think people will willfully sign up for a cult. They're like, yeah, I'll, I'll join your cult. Sounds are there snacks? Like they're they're curious. Uh, but if it's one of those cults where people are like, I want to leave, but he won't let me, and, and bad shit's going on, then yeah, fuck Jared Leto. But I had only heard the sex cult thing. I hadn't heard this stuff about him hooking up with 15 year olds. Cause that that's a bad dude right there. Cause Jared Leto, you're one of those guys where I don't know your age. Cause you clearly have had some sort of plastic surgery and your hair can grow in every different direction. That's the thing you only see out of movie stars. Brad Pitt has that where you're like, okay, your hair could be kind of thick and froey, but then it falls down perfectly. Like, like, a, you know, like you see on women or like a professional wrestler, just that long flowing hair. Brad Pitt could grow his hair in any kind of style. It's, it's crazy. But that's why he's a movie star. Certain people, you look at them and you go, oh, well, no shit. That's a movie star. Jared Leto, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't get that guy's career. Very rarely have I seen Jared Leto in a thing where I walked away being like, fucking Jared Leto, man. <sighs> Changed my life. Like, no, you know what I mean? I can't. Everyone hated his Joker. He's like the only guy to play the Joker to not win the, an Oscar. I don't know if Jack Nicholson won, but people liked it. Like how embarrassing is that? <laughs> I mean, the la- two of the last three people to play the Joker won an Oscar and you didn't. 
that I don't know how you could sleep. Like, you know, I, I would retire. I'd be like this. I've given this a go. I'm going to stick to this band 30 seconds to Mars, which I, I heard like one or two of their songs where I'm like, this is okay. Overall, I'm not a fan of 30 seconds to Mars, but that is one of those band names where I guarantee you when Jared Leto came up with it, he thought he was coming up with the coolest band name ever. And it's really kind of a lame douchey band name. We're, we're ladies and gentlemen, we're 30 seconds to Mars. It's like, no, you're not. You're actually half an hour late to the show that we're currently at right now. We thought you were going to take the stage a while ago. Let's fucking, let's move it along. Okay. What do you got? Bangs now? Leto's got bangs now, everybody. God. All right. Come sing the bury me song. It's the only one we like. Cause I think it's in a video game. That's what they would do. If you were in a crowd at a Jared Leto concert, that's the shit you're shouting out at him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think the the dust is going to settle and Will, Will Smith's going to be fine. His career is going to be fine. I don't think he's canceled, canceled. And as people said, you don't really get canceled, but you do. I mean, big names don't get canceled in the sense that they lose money. They don't really lose. I don't know. Lucy Casey lost $30 million. I know he still tours and sells out, but I don't think he brought that cost back. Um, so, yeah, I mean. What's worse, slapping someone or jerking off near them? <laughs> They're both. All right, don't do not do either of those. Um, if I could shift gears a little bit, I thought about this when I mentioned the Jared Leto concert. I didn't get a chance to address, mainly because I've been, just don't like talking about death anymore, but Taylor Hawkins, I didn't get to mention on the podcast, the drummer of the Foo Fighters was found dead shit nearly so a week and a half ago now, almost two weeks ago, perhaps. No, I don't think it was that long ago. I don't know. Anyway, and it sucks because what a great guy. Just one of those dudes. I've always been a big fan of my favorite actors, comedians, athletes, and musicians are always people that you get a sense they really love what they're doing. And Taylor Hawkins was one of those guys that when he was just banging away at the drums, you're like, man, that guy fucking loves being a drummer. Look, he just looks like he's having a blast up there. And, and that, you know, when people like that go, it's always, it's a bummer, you know, not to get like deep, but they had a light, they had a light inside them and it radiated and it made everyone around them feel good. And yeah, so I, I haven't heard the cause of death yet. And maybe some, some accidental pill concoction. I really haven't heard it 50 years old. So obviously way too young and looked like he was in good shape. Skinny guy, very skinny. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It sucks, you know, and a lot of people are, are talking about what the Foo Fighters future is. I know I, I, I anticipate them to take at least a year or so off. I bet at least a year off. They obviously they canceled the rest of their tour. It wouldn't be out of their own possibility for them to be done as a band. I mean, think about it. They just got put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you know, they just put out a movie. Literally, they put out a movie a few weeks ago. He said he died a few weeks before this movie premiered. It was just a weird thing when I heard the news because I was like, I feel like the Foo Fighters have just been in the news so often. You know, you're always hearing stuff about Dave Grohl being a great guy and the band, the Foo Fighters, like doing the right thing. And and then the movie comes out. They're inducted to the Rock and Hall of Fame not that long ago. And then he dies. So it's a total gut punch uh, for fans out there. So, but I mean... Some of you hearing that might be like, no way. They're not going to be done, done. I don't know. I don't know. You know, some bands, I know the Rolling Stones lost their drummer, but, you know, they're old. So they're like, I'll just get another drummer. I just feel like the Foo Fighters had that real big connection. And Taylor Hawkins was Dave Grohl's best friend. 
a lot of people have brought this up. Dave Grohl, when he was a drummer in a band, he lost his lead singer, and now he's a lead singer and he's lost his drummer. Not quite the same scenarios, of course. You know, Nirvana was this gigantic band that just caught the whole world by surprise and had a good three-year run of being the biggest band on the planet. And then Kurt was murdered. And uh, I have to laugh a little bit because I always get into it with people about whether or not it was suicide or murder. Maybe I'll do a whole other podcast about that sometime. Uh, that could be the next Patreon, my real thoughts. And I'll get in some sort of experts to talk about. We'll do a whole roundtable discussion. But fuck, man, it's it's got to suck for Dave because after Kurt died, he didn't even he said he'd even listen to music for six months, and you know that was a guy he only knew for four years total. The Foo Fighters have been a band since '95. I think Taylor Hawkins didn't join until like '97, '98. I don't believe he drummed on their first album, maybe their first two albums. Well, he definitely didn't drum on the first album. Fun fact for those of you who don't know, the Foo Fighters' first album, Dave Grohl plays all the instruments. He recorded it all himself. Uh, that was him getting out of the depression that he was in when Kurt died. It tells a story real interesting. He got out, he, you know, he just couldn't turn on the radio without hearing Nirvana's song. We looked and he was just so depressed that he wanted to get away from it all. And he went to Ireland and he was, you know, driving down some Irish countryside road and saw a kid walking wearing a Kirk Cobain shirt. And he was just like, I'm never going to really get away from this. This is a big part of my life. And, you know, I don't want to forget about Kurt and forget about my time in Nirvana, but it's time to get off the mat and get back to playing music again. So I'm sure I'm, I'm not saying Dave's going to play music again, but again, him and Taylor have been these kindred spirits and have been best besties for a long ass time. I mean, we're talking, well, again, what he joined 97 or so to over 20 some on years, almost 25 years, 25 years. So I could see him being, like, I don't want to touch an instrument for a couple years. Uh, and then when he comes back, they're going to replace him. That's, that's going to be weird. I, cause you know, Nirvana was done. I know it's different with the lead singer. When a lead singer dies, that band is essentially done. I mean, there's been a few incident instances in which they've replaced the lead singer, ACDC, uh, Van Halen, Allison chains came back with a new lead singer. Not that long ago. But it's never quite the same vibe. And a lot of bands have replaced their drummer. I mean, Dave Grohl was the drummer of Nirvana from 1990 to 1994. And that band started in 87. The three years prior, they had like seven drummers. They had a real like, like, uh, what's that movie? God, I'm blanking on it. Oh, I, I want to say Def Leppard, but that's not the fucking name of it. Spinal Tap. They had a real Spinal Tap thing. The Def Leppard had the one-armed drummer. Which says, says a lot about Def Leppard songs, where someone doesn't need two arms to play them on the drums. Um, but fuck, man, I don't know. I feel I really feel for Dave Grohl. I think it's gonna. I, I think there's a good chance the Foo Fighters. I don't know. I don't know. I just think there's a good chance they're done. I think a year from now we might hear Dave saying like the music will go on, but I don't want to play another Foo Fighters concert. I don't want to record another Foo Fighters album without Taylor Hawkins. And that's just the way it's got to be. I'm sure Dave, Pat Smear, and a couple of the other guys in the band, they'll probably still work together on projects and do things. Maybe they'll start a new band where Dave goes back to the drums and they grab that dude from Queens of the Stone Age to be the singer again, like he did with them Crooked Vultures and a few other projects. You know, who knows? Who knows? But that's just, 
That's just a gut feeling I have. So you Foo Fighter fans out there, I hope that doesn't break your heart too much. All right, th- here's uh, here's an interesting thing that happened. I wanted to talk about uh, one of the biggest podcasts in the world right now, especially in the world of comedy, is the Tim Dillon Show. Now, Tim Dillon is a dude I had met doing stamp comedy. When I, I think I met him in New York in like 2012 or 2013, 2013 a long time ago. And um, funny dude, cool guy. Uh, we once got into it about JFK on Facebook. Um, and I remember him thinking like, I still held a grudge about that when I ran into him like two years later. And I was like, Oh no, I don't give a shit, dude. I thought a lot of your lines were funny, man. We're just it's Facebook. We're fucking around. But uh, g- good dude though. We follow each other on Twitter. I don't really talk to him. I wouldn't call him a friend acquaintances, you know, a guy where if I bumped into him, I'm sure we would chat for a little while. Uh, I've loved seeing his success. I, I think he's a really funny guy. I think he's mastered the medium of doing podcasts. And I think he's genuinely himself and doesn't give a fuck what other people think. So again, a fan. And and he's he's good on Twitter. He's entertaining. He had a tweet where he like thanked the crowd in Scotland. And there's a picture of the crowd behind him. And I just commented, and I rarely comment, but I was yeah, I was in a good mood. I think I was taking a shit. And I, I threw out there a oh, real diverse crowd. You know, think because it's Scotland. Of course, it's not going to be diverse. It's going to be full of Scottish people. But, you know, with things the way they are, I thought it'd be like a fun little, ah, you know, I think 10 other people probably made the same joke. He gets a lot of comments on his tweets. And he responded with uh, oh, a few people liked it, but he responded with like, um, God, what do you say exactly? But something like, OK, there, bud, let's see. Uh, let's see the picture of one of your crowds. And obviously he's draws way more. That dude makes like he prints money. Tim, you print money. If you have this ever, if you ever hear this, I applaud you, my man. Dude makes like 200 K a month on his Patreon alone. Plus concert tickets. I'm sure his YouTube's killing it. And uh, I know he was selling shirts or something. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I, yeah, I was just having a little fun. And then he had a little fun in, uh, back at me, which I thought was fun. I, I got a chuckle out of it, you know? I'm bringing this story up because so many of his fans started to come at me a little bit. I then responded to his post though. When he said, let's see a picture of your audience. I responded by saying last time I give you a compliment kind of like, you know, he, he liked that tweet. Cause like it was me saying like, Oh, I think it's a good thing. It's all white Scottish people in the crowd, you know, obviously fucking around there, but given our, given the climate of today, you know, there's always someone who's going to take shit the wrong way and not understand a fucking joke. Uh, but of course, Tim does, which is why he's so popular. Anyhow, though, it was interesting to me how many people were like, some people were cool. They like liked my post and, you know, more people liked his in return. But it was interesting to see the people who were talking shit back to me. And some of them were like, hey, dummy, Scotland's 97% white. What do you want him to do? And I wanted to be like, I mean, that's the fucking joke, idiot. You know what I mean? If he posted a picture, it's like, here's my crowd in vegas or new york city or new orleans i don't know a city known for diversity and i made the real diverse and it was an all-white crowd then you could be like oh this guy's being kind of cunty and he's attacking our guy tim i can understand that uh but i think these people are just such diehard tim Dillon fans that they will go after anyone that they suspect tim has beef with and that's borderline impressive slash you're fucking a loser you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. To be that big a fan, you know, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. 
big bears fan. So when I see people talk shit about the Cubs or bears, part of me wants to get into it, but then it's also like, I'm not taking it that seriously. So that's who Tim Dillon is their Chicago Cubs. When they see someone badmouth their guy or, or they interpreted it that way, which I wasn't doing, they have this instinct to protect him. And that's why I'm saying like, it's borderline. Like it's impressive on Tim's behalf that his fans are that hardcore, but it's also a little bit crazy on their end where it's like, all right, shit, man. Take take it down a notch. Assess the situation, you know, because I think a few people then did. Because I I had some fun with a few of the comments back, and then I could tell they looked me up and were like, "Oh, him and Tim follow each other. He's also a stand-up comedian. All right, they're fucking around. All right, you know. Um, I'm just saying. I'm not saying don't be a diehard fan of someone. Being a diehard fan is awesome. And if any of my fans out there want to go to bat for me like this, hell yeah." But what I'm saying is just slow it down a little bit. Assess the situation. If you really feel like your guy's being attacked and dumped on, then yeah, fucking have his back, her back, their back. Or, but, you know, don't get too crazy. There's some people, I've, I'm not saying any of Tim Dillon's fans, but I've seen other people who have, fan, who have you know, big fan base. And again, is there some jealousy on my end? Fuck yeah, there is. I'd be, I'd be a liar. If I would pretend like I wasn't jealous of people who have massive fan bases, good on them. But you, we've all seen it though on the internet. Someone's fan base will just go like insane where it's like, how fucking dare you? Like, you know, like the barstool sports guys have that stuff. And I'm friends with a few of those dudes. You know, I know some of the, I know a lot of the local guys and get along with them. Great. And I'm sure they'd be the first to be like, yeah, man, some of our fans just, yeah, <laughs> it's like, Take the Riddlin, pal. Settle down a little bit. It's not that serious. You know, so, uh, you know, I'm not saying don't be a diehard fan. Being a fan's a really fun thing. You know, it's cool to have shit you're into. I, I always think, I mean, you guys could, I was going to say you guys could come over sometime. You can't come over sometime, but maybe I'll do like a Cribs edition. And I could show all like my cool memorabilia I have of different stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, Tim Dillon's a really funny dude. I don't need to, I don't need to pump his tires you guys know who he is you know you guys know who he's, he's killing it out there um but yeah man that's been the podcast essentially you guys know i like to keep a tight half hour long podcast I'm trying to think what other news i want to tell you guys um i think ukraine and russia are still shooting at each other um i admire the ukrainians keep uh keep up the good fight and uh if you're russian i don't admire you no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm fucking around uh that putin's a piece of shit but the russian people are great i know a lot of great russian people you can't fault people based on their government's actions because there's a lot of shitty governments out there, but countries are filled with good, good people. So something to think about there. If you're in the Midwest, or the East Coast, hopefully the weather turns. We actually get some legit spring weather coming our way. You know what I mean? Like I said before, I want to be at a ball game. I want to sit back. I want to I want to just see people glowing. I want to see people having an awesome time I want to see just a little bit of sweat glistening off of uh, some cleavage. I want to see, you know, I want that. That's when you know your your the good times are on its way, right? And I hope the good times are on its way for you, everyone. You guys are amazing. Check out the Patreon if you haven't already. Patreon.com/slash Joe Kilgallen. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe there. TikTok, all over that shit. Instagram, Twitter. I'm on all of it. Just type my name, Joe Kilgallen. You guys are the best as always.